is good! Ferris State wins the basketball game! You got it! Game winner! Rip the shot and it's a score for Ferris State! What a play right there by the Bulldogs! And so those are the kind of the guys I really wanted to model my mentality after. When it's bad weather, it kind of comes down to grit. I think our team has a lot of that. It's like you lose a game, like it hurts so much. Like we're very culture-based, and so that's what initially got me here. You're listening to Behind the Bulldogs on News Radio WBRN. It is Behind the Bulldogs, brought to you by the Car Center. Brandon Worth, Joe Nagy with you here this Friday. Going to be a fantastic episode, Joe. What's up? New vibes are high. End of the week, put the nose to the grindstone. Ooh. We're celebrating. I'll be, dude, it's a good time. It is a good time. We're getting healthier. Well, at least one of us is getting healthier after an illness, but we are still on the grind, continuing to pump out episodes. And we got a great interview for you today. Ignatius Jackson of Track and Field stopping by. Glad to hear his insight, especially on the other perspective. We hear a lot of the distance side from myself and some of the other guests, but the sprinting crew, what they do to get dialed in. Pretty cool stuff there. And really nice to have Ignatius on the show. Yeah, absolutely. All-time interview and it's a good time. Also, he has an, a Hall of Fame name. Hall of Fame. That is an incredible one. So, yes. so glad that he was able to stop by and uh, and kind of just talk to us, which was a blast, but we got a little bit more of the show to hop into before we get to there. So why don't we do that, Brandon? We should. But first, Joe, I mean, we probably should pay the bills just so we probably can finish should. the podcast. Probably know? should. Yeah. So without further ado, big thanks to the Car Center yeah. from Big Rapids. Yeah. Thanks to the Car Center, man. This whole thing is brought to you by the Car Center in Big Rapids. The Car Center, guess what? Does body work on all makes and models. So it's no sweat. When you need body work, Request the best. Request the Car Center off North and Drive in Rogers Heights and online at carcentermi.com. Check it out. Whoop, whoop. Big thanks to them as a sponsor for this podcast. Without further ado, show. we will start back from, uh, I believe we'll go back all the way to February 15th when we left off last. Yes. Women's take a tough loss to Saginaw Valley State, 47-44 in what was a really sloppy basketball game. The men's, though, get back on track. They win over Saginaw Valley to avenge an early season loss at University Center, 78-72. Uh, for the girls' game, I mean, there were 48 combined turnovers in this game. 48. Yeah, man, that's a little rough. It's It was really hard to find any momentum, and you got to give credit to Saginaw because even though they had 30 turnovers, they still won the basketball game. And if any team can do that, they're going to be very happy at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's tough when you go into that game because it feels like nothing's really going for you. And it's just really going to be the team that makes the least amount of mistakes, even though both teams were just kind of in shambles. So right. it's an unfortunate one. I'm glad we kind of got that game out of the way. There's only a few more left in the regular season. So I'd rather have that game now than, you know, in the tournament where... Right. It, you re- you really can't have anything after that. So we'll see how that plays out. They also went to Wayne State February 17th for the women's side. A big time bounce back win, 74-64. They won that one. Men's also went to Wayne State. Uh, they get a W as well. Close one though, right? Uh, in the men's game, yeah, it was pretty close. I mean, you talk eight points. That's I think I think yeah. anything single. I scrolled down to is, Wayne State, and there was one where the first time that they met was a lot closer. But then my finger slipped and didn't scroll again. So I was like, oh sick, I'm at the bottom. But Just yeah, missed. we're still good. So yeah. two W's that way. But then. GV was a little bit rough one. GV was a rough one. We'll get to that one here in just a little bit. But I think especially the Wayne State game, uh, Wayne State is a better team than people give credit for. Yes, they're at the bottom of the GLIAC table, but they are still a very good basketball team. They got a really good coaching staff, a new coaching staff as well. Taking one of our alums, uh, Coach McAfee as well, who's doing great things down there. Uh, but especially on play for K-Day as well, good to see the women's get back on track against Wayne State. Um, I think especially for that game, uh, it really meant a lot for them to get back on top and get that win, especially for the way they played, 
because they got a little bit more gritty. Uh, and I think especially Kane Blanchard had herself a day. Double-double, 23-10. and 10, Really big stuff from KB on that day. Yeah, something slight, something easy is really what you like to see. I mean, especially when you look at it, I mean, two uh, players on the Ferris side getting, or excuse me, three team, three players. Excuse me, I can't even talk Three right team now. players. Three yes. team players uh, getting in double digits is a, is a pretty big time. I mean, we've seen a little bit better with scoring kind of all throughout the board, but if each person on the score on the stat sheet gets on the board, I think that's a solid day so far, especially just a really good time. And then especially with Caden Blanchard just leading those scoring. I mean, can't have it any other way. Yeah, of course. And especially on the men's side as well. Uh, I mean, the shots were kind of sputtering at first, but then Ethan Erickson, uh, he he just returned to form immediately. He led with 26 points, dang ring, adding 10 boards, Amari with seven assists. Um, I think especially for this team, uh, being able especially uh, to see some contributions from the bench, even though uh, I think the biggest thing, really, they were able to force 12 turnovers against Wayne State, 13 points off of those turnovers. That was really key for them in that victory, uh, and especially to close out that home slate with a yeah. win that weekend. Uh, we will get to the inevitable Grand Valley Got swept by the Lakers. Unfortunate. Uh, the women's game really just could not get any momentum in the second half offensively. We really kind of sputtered a lot, a lot, a lot of turnovers. That's really about the downfall uh, for us over the last couple of games that we've kind of sputtered a little bit. I mean, we only had 11 points in the second half. That's what we had in the first quarter against Grand Valley. So only 11 yeah, points in the second one. half. It's just not going to get it done against a top five team in the country, let alone Grand Valley State right now being ranked as number two in the country. Yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, GV now sits alone at the top of the conference. Uh, we sit at second at 12 and three. So it's a tough one. It's a tough loss. You always hate to see those kind of performances where, you know, you wish you could get it back. You know, that's a fluke. It's just one off type thing. But uh, especially there, I mean, you still see it, though. I mean, it's not the greatest thing, but I think it shows you that there's still stuff to work on this late in the season. And, you know, with a couple games left, with conference going, I mean, Davenport, Wisconsin, Parkside, and Purdue Northwest, it's three good teams who still are going to provide a really solid challenge, but you're going to be able to really fix some of those uh, mistakes and work out the kinks a little bit uh, that you saw against the Lakers. So I'm not really too worried about after that loss. I mean... You're always due for one kind of a little bit bad of a loss in the season, I think. I'm glad it came right now, like I said, rather than when you get it in those type of games where it's real late, you know, your game might come in the tournament. And hopefully we got that one out of the way. Yeah, for sure. And especially on the men's side, losing by 10 there to the Lakers, 87-77, the final score. The Lakers got out to a really hot start. I think they scored, uh, if I remember correctly, I'll do the math here on the live stats here. I believe they scored right around 14 of the first 21 points, I think, in the first. Yes, it was. It was 14 to 7 uh, early on in that game, and especially the amount of shots they hit. I believe it was 10 to 2 uh, at one point as well after a made three-point shot. So when you look at that in perspective and you're like, whoa, that that's a hot start. And really, Grand Valley just matched us the rest of the way. That's all they needed to do after that hot start. We got out a little slow, and we just couldn't catch up. Grand Valley, got to give them credit. They matched us the rest of the way, uh, and they really did a good job of scoring in the paint as well uh, compared to the first time that we played them uh, here at Wink. I mean, they finished with 36 in the paint, and it was very inevitable. They were they were penetrating, they were making layups, and they were knocking on three-point shots, and that's a good recipe for success in shot efficiency and scoring points, especially against a team that's uh, really good and already beat you early on this season. Yeah, that's a little bit tough. But tomorrow, the day that we're recording this is Friday. So tomorrow, Saturday, both teams will be in Davenport uh, to close our not close season out, but just get the second to last weekend of the regular season closed out. So hopefully that'll be a big time W and uh, clean up this last road stand and then kind of just get back on track. Yeah, for sure. And we'll go over now into softball, uh, who is in action over the weekend as well. Uh, they get a win over Thomas Moore. Uh, they're in the later end of the tournament, 9 nothing. 
um, but they also fall early on uh, in two games on Saturday, as well as I believe one on Friday uh, at the Music City Invitational. Finished one and three, still early on in the year. Uh, they played Northwood, uh, who's a really good team. And then especially on Saturday, uh, they played two high quality opponents as well. Trevecca Nazarene, a team that was ranked last year and Harding as well, a regionally ranked team. Uh, the offense oh, is going to get there. I mean, the runs across the board, we were, we were putting hits on the board. We still had quite a few errors, but uh, I think those things will get cleaned up once you get outside. Obviously, what Coach Schumann mentioned when we interviewed him, if you haven't found that, find that in the interview below. Uh, or I should say the interview in the feed below, if you haven't already, as well as all the previous episodes here behind the Bulldogs. Uh, but I think that'll just take time. Fielding yeah. takes time to get outside, and uh, Mother Nature just really has kind of given us a lot of <laughs> curveballs so far. That's the thing, is especially when you're playing a sport, <coughs> excuse me, a sport, <laughs> Yeah, sport. Uh, yeah, had a little bit Sports. of a frog in my throat a little bit. Uh, but especially when you're playing a sport that is outside and you're now in a spot where you like Michigan, even Midwest states as a whole, it's tough to get out there and be able to kind of match some of these teams who are from down south and who can be outside all the way, like basically through the whole year, which is really tough. And going from inside hitting in the cage and kind of just having that type of deal and going outside where you have just a lot more kind of intangibles and a lot more uncontrollables in there. It gets a little bit tough, but I mean, you saw it. We were able to turn around against Thomas Moore, Missouri s and I mean, right now, as we're talking, it's the bottom of the six against Indianapolis. One to five are trailing. Yeah. So offense kind of doing a little bit more of a, of a slowdown. But I think especially seeing how we've been able to play against some of these good teams, Offense has been struggling a little bit, but I think there's a lot more bright spots than people can tell. Yeah, getting outside live BP, that, that'll that make a huge difference when mm -hmm. this team's able to get outside for sure. Uh, also, hockey finishing up. Uh, really tough weekend against Bemidji State, falling 4-1 as well as 3-2 in overtime. Uh, Friday night, or excuse me, Thursday night, as this was a unique game. Thursday night's game was really good. It was an exciting game. Unfortunately, just falling on the wrong end of overtime game winner uh, there in Bemidji. Uh, and then Saturday, the guys just really looked taxed. It just looked like Friday night, or excuse me, Thursday night, uh, took everything out of them for Friday night's game, and uh, Bemidji just flat out dominated. There's no other analysis needed for that one. Yeah, you really can't. I mean, Bemidji's at the top of the CCHA for a reason. Those two points, or those two wins, excuse me, get them to 37 points overall. So I think they're going to be locked in. I mean, that OT win was kind of big time for, uh, or excuse me, that OT loss, kind of holding it back just a little bit. Uh, but right now, I think we're going to be sitting at eight. Looks like Bemidji is also going to be the team that we're going to be facing. Um, as of right now, the team that we will be facing for the CCHA tournament tournament but I mean you also got Minnesota State St. Thomas and Bowling Green all within two points of each other so the top four could have a massive swing we still don't know who we'll be playing in the first round but we do have um Northern Michigan coming home this weekend. Uh, they'll be playing tonight at 7.07. If you hear the podcast and you want to make your way over to Aweglaben, for sure do so. And then if you're also listening on the radio right now, then head on over there at 5.07 when the puck drop. Yes, absolutely. Uh, finishing out as well, track and field in action at the tune-up. Uh, some great overall results in new events for a lot of competitors, as well as getting final seed marks for this upcoming GLEAX. Uh, really good performances across the board. Saw a lot of great things from this team. It'll be exciting going in uh, to Saginaw in the Ryder Center once again. Uh, there at the Doug Hansen track and be able to rip one for one more time for the championships for a lot of the seniors as well um, as some getting their first crack at a championship. So it's going to be really fun. Can't wait to look forward to that indoor action. You can follow along um, on Saginaw Valley's track and field page. I believe the link will also be provided at ferristatebulldogs.com uh, so you can follow along with all of the Bulldog track leads, including Ignatius and myself and company uh, all weekend long in all of our events. So it's going to be super cool. Can't wait for that as well. As big shout out, especially for tennis uh, for continuing their season on wins against Northwood. Congratulations. Home wins against the T-Wolves. Love to see it um, as they continue on here this season. 
yeah, it's big time. That's what we like to see, especially kind of getting into Gleak play that'll be starting up in just a few weeks. I'm really looking forward to this tennis squad. Yeah, you know what they say? Let's do that tennis. You know Let's what I mean? Do that tennis. Let's do that Let's tennis. Do that tennis. That's, that's what Chance Rapper said, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just making sure. It's yeah. a hockey bill, right? I think <laughs> actually that it's an L skit. That's the one I was referring to. You know Laszlo Holmes, right? The greatest reporter in entire sports history. For sure, man. I for sure know. Who you that are is. giving me completely the side <laughs> eye right now on the podcast. <laughs> sure. I know that is. We'll get video up for at one point in this podcast so we can have these exchanges because you guys just miss the absolute most epic glare. Joe Nagy just say, gave a lot me. of a lot of our interaction. You can't even tell because audio only. But we're yeah. looking we're looking forward to getting this thing on video. Absolutely. So without further ado, we stall no more. We'll send you to the interview room with Ignatius Jackson of Fair State Track and Field. So without further ado, let's get it to the interview. Now joining us in studio, member of the Fair State men's track and field team, Ignatius Jackson. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. What's up? I'm glad to be here, man. Good to have you, Iggy. And we'll start with the first question. Obviously, you have a very unique first name. Oh, we got to ask, especially at track meets, how many times has your name, approximately that you could guess, been mispronounced by the public address announcer at track meets? Man, so many times, honestly. <laughs> it's like, it's very embarrassing, especially when all the girls listen, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> what's been the, what's the wildest one you've heard? Uh, Ignatian, which is like, doesn't Ignatian. even, yeah, which doesn't even make sense because my name doesn't have a I-O-N in it, it's a T-I-U-S, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know how you get that oh. wrong, so, yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. They're just pulling it out of nowhere, right. but especially this weekend, we hope nobody mispronounces your name, especially with Gleax coming up, it's a big one. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk to us a little bit about it, I mean, what you've kind of been working on, just, you know, little things and stuff like that, and if you're excited for this weekend. Um, It's been a, a little, a rough season. Uh, for me, honestly, is it's been worse than I expected. I really had high hopes for this indoor season, but uh, due to injuries, like you know, almost every week, it's been kind of hard to like hit the marks that I, I've been wanting to hit. But um, overall, I'm just looking forward to like finishing the race. Like my goal, my main goal, is just to be able to finish the race. And um, yeah, whatever result comes out of it is what happens. You know, I'm just gonna look forward to outdoor season after that. For sure. So, yeah, and especially the injury battle, I feel like a lot of people, when they look at running in collegiate athletics, I mean, you're going to have to deal with injuries. To go through an entire career without an injury, mm -hmm. it, it's almost like hitting the lottery. I oh, mean, just yeah. talk about the, the rehab process, because especially when you came in, I remember as a recruit, you said you had ran almost the entire track season on one ACL. Yes. Is that story true? Yes, <laughs> I, I ran slash played my senior basketball season on a torn ACL. Wow. Um just cause you know it's, it's it's it was my last year, you know I'm not I was not gonna sit out my last year, and I had I wanted to prove something, you know like you know I can't go out like that, so yeah, no I had sure. to I had to complete my track season with that. I didn't run the best times, but you know it was senior year, yeah. So wow, that's impressive. Never yeah. missed a practice, never missed a game. Nope. With a torn ACL, and here I am missing four days with the flu. What am I doing? <laughs> Dude, so, come on, so you gotta step your game up, Brandon. I'm not gonna lie. Gracious. Yeah, that's a dog, though. That's that's insane. I mean. Wow, that's it's crazy. Like, and then especially with the meets coming up and stuff like that, we've talked to a lot of people like before, like week before and like day of and stuff with games or meets or stuff like that. What's your personality like when you have to race that day? Are you more of the kind of guy that's a little bit more happy-go-lucky, trying to keep things loose? Or are you locked in from start to finish? Um, It it depends. Uh, last week, uh, I was pretty locked in just because like, you know, I was out for two weeks because of another injury. Um, so like this is my meat for me to really, you know, pop off something because like I'm tired of, you know, letting the injuries get in my way of getting the times I want to hit. So like I was pretty locked in. Uh, a lot of the times I try to stay a little bit loose just because like I try to like, lighten the mood with mm -hmm. everybody else too. So like I try to stay loose and like, you know, 
support and all that. But like when it's time for my race, like like I'm I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Is there anything that you use to uh, stay locked in? Like certain tunes on the playlist? Um, there's one song for sure that like I'm I'm it's on repeat because it's like it gets me in that zone. It's called Who Run It? Uh by uh G Herbal. So, oh yeah. all right. yeah. okay, yeah. okay. G Herbal's yeah. got some hits, man. Yeah, I like it. Is that like a playlist too? Is it kind of more like you're probably more just upbeat to get locked yeah, in and stuff? Because I know yeah, some people more, more like the mellow stuff. Right, too. yeah. Like it like the, the mellow stuff is like more like when it's, you still have like an hour left of your, you know, of your race or before your race or something like that, you know, and then like once you're warming up, that's when like, you know, the, the hype playlists come in, you know what I'm saying? For sure. So like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And especially we talk with uh, distance runners are notorious for having a routine as far as like food before. Now on the mm. sprinting side of things, it gets a little bit interesting because you guys are obviously racing a shorter distance, mm -hmm. but with that you're racing more times throughout a meet. So what do you guys do as far as like food preparation? You guys are the sprinters as well with uh -huh. Chase and Bryson and with you guys, like what do you guys do as far as eating throughout a meet and especially to prepare for it? Yeah, um, usually we try to get a, a decent breakfast because it takes a while for us before like we have to race. So we get um, a decent uh, breakfast and then doing when we get to the meet, we start, we just snack a little bit, you know, like the Uncrustables and all that. Um, Our team loves Uncrustables. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel yeah. like you guys try to go through a yeah. lot of oh, yeah, we do. so many boxes. We do. Uh, so yeah, we eat the Uncrustables, you know, and like just 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 a little, just for a little something to be in our system. Um, as far as me, like, I feel like I'm usually like not hungry, but like there's not that much food in my system either. You know what I'm saying? It's like more water for me and that, that I, I consume before my races. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the routine right there. Yeah. All right, there you go. Let's say you probably don't want to take a trip to the uh, to the right. garbage can or something. Exactly, oh, yeah. right, right. exactly. Yeah, I don't I don't want too much food to make me heavier like before the race and stuff. Yeah. So I eat something like like light, and then like you know after all my races are done, then you know we get our like pizza or whatever we you get that day for the meet and we eat. Yeah. For sure. And especially now, I mean, Coach Justin Jackson is hopping in too, helping out with the sprinters and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I mean, just talk about that so far. I mean, he's a guy who's just kind of, you know, hopped in and just kind of that surprise of having a, a mentor like that who can help you out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a lot more uh, structural, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has gotten, given us a lot of, like, great, like, feedback and a great workouts for us to be doing. He's, he's there coaching us and stuff. And, like, I've built a pretty good relationship with him. Um, so like, you know, that's another big factor, like having that relationship with your coach and just being able to, you know, connect on other levels, other levels besides track too, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's a, that's a good advantage of having, also having a young coach because he, he just went through all these like steps that we're going through right now. So like his mind is fresh on all of that and like to help us through all of it. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's super cool to have him, but we'll step back a little bit. We'll take you back to your time at St. Louis High School. Mm. When was the time you were like, you know what? College track. I'm going to give it a try. And what made you choose Ferris along the way? Man. So a little, a little backstory, right? I didn't actually get introduced to track until my seventh grade uh, year. That's when I got introduced to all, like all the sports, honestly, football, basketball, track. That's when I I started, you know, getting into that. Um, track was my first sport to ever to ever do. I just I just fell in love with it because like I had good coaches that was like you know had good ideas for me and like uh, utilizing my ability uh, at, at its fullest. Um, so um, when I decided to like do track, at first football was my first choice of like you know 
I wanted to do that in college really bad. But like due to like, you know, all my injuries and stuff, I was like, maybe that's not the best route for me. And um, my track coach had to help me, you know, get myself like on the map kind of, you know, with, with colleges and stuff like that. So I had to email colleges, you know, my times and all that. And um, I chose Ferris State uh, because number one, they had something that I was really, I was interested in going to as far as major wise. And uh, number two, I knew, you know, coming in, it was gonna be, you know, it was gonna be a, a, a young team. And I, I really like liked that part of it. And I wanted to be a part of that to built up from there. So that's probably the, the two reasons why I chose Ferris. Okay. And well, yeah. what was the what was the thing that you wanted to come for as academic wise? Um, HVAC. Oh, okay, yeah. right on, HVAC, yeah. yeah. I yeah. have a roommate that's an HVAC, fun fact. Yeah, and we were chatting about that before the mics got hot. I mean, what is that like when you were talking about the schedule for this next match is gonna be a little Man. bit tough, obviously, but I mean, what is that, when you, have to, when you have to kind of balance that, especially HVAC is a pretty demanding major. Yeah. I mean, how do you do that with both balancing practice, I mean, schedule with classes mm -hmm. and then make, making sure you got homework and stuff all squared away? Yeah, man, it's, it's tough. Like, like this year's was probably like, like my most flexible uh, schedule as far as like HVAC goes because I'm able to make it to you know most of my practices besides you know Thursdays I have to go like later because I can't you know have lab at two and practice at two um, but as far as as far as next year it's going to be tough because now practice time has changed and like for HVAC like you either get that class like you the, the classes is there's no option on like what times you can take those classes, you know what I'm saying? There's one time for those classes, there's one time for those labs. So like, I have no choice pretty much. So I have to like try to uh, figure out next year how, you know, practices is gonna work out for me and like, talk to my coach about it and stuff like that. Try to be a little bit flexible, so. Yeah. yeah, it's a puzzle, man. It's yeah, a tough it's, puzzle. It's tough. To, it is. tough puzzle to complete. Absolutely, yeah. especially having such a specific major like mm -hmm. HVAC is for sure. Yeah. One last question for you. We appreciate having you on the show. We we'll ask every guest that we bring on, what's been your favorite thing about being here at Fair State and being a Bulldog? Um, just the just the environment, just the um, like the love you get from everybody. Like, I feel like I know a lot of people. A lot of people know me on campus. You know, it just it just it's easy to make friends on campus and like have that those type of connections so like that's that's been pretty you know like pretty good for me because i coming coming into uh college i didn't think i was going to be able to like make as much friends friends as i have but also being on a sports team kind of help you build that little uh community with the other athletes and stuff like that so yeah that's probably my favorite part yeah community probably our number one answer here we yeah, get on the show yeah, it is that's awesome though iggy thanks so much for coming on we wish you the best of luck with gliax yes. coming up and hopefully kill it all right appreciate it Big thanks to Iggy for joining us here on the show. We'll leave you with the Fair State Sports Slate real quickly because we got a lot to cover for you, especially on Saturday. But first Friday, men's tennis against Grace, 2 o'clock, as well as ice hockey, the first against Northern Michigan, 707 puck drop as well, taking place tonight. Yeah, absolutely. We got a lot of stuff happening Saturday. Indoor track and field is going to be starting up the GLIAC Indoor Championships down in Saginaw Valley. So you can get the latest news on FairStateBulldogs.com. You also have men's tennis and women's tennis playing it up uh, against Lewis at home. 10 a.m. for women's, 2 p.m. for men's. Also, in Davenport, basketball is going to be in action. Both teams, 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock, our women's go first. Men's go second. You also have softball having a doubleheader against Missouri St. Louis, who's going to be at five. But before that, you can catch him in action against Thomas Moore down there uh, at three o'clock. And then closing out this whole dang thing on Saturday, men's ice hockey is capping off the weekend and uh, the second to last week of CCHA regular season play at 5.07 against Northern Michigan for the second game of the weekend. Woo! 
Ooh, there you go. Sunday, Indoor Track and Field GLIAC Championships finale on Sunday, as well as women's tennis against Hillsdale at 10 o'clock, men's at 4 o'clock, and softball will play against Tiffin at 11 a.m. in Evansville, Indiana, to finish up their tournament play. But that's going to do it for this episode of Behind the Bulldogs. And until we talk to you next time, take care, everybody. 